Testing one, two, three, one, two, three. Testing. That's as much as I'm doing. I'm Andy Viano, a staff writer at the Flathead Beacon, and today is Tuesday, March 31st. This is the Beacon's daily update on the coronavirus and its impact on the Flathead Valley. This podcast and all of the Beacon's coverage is available free in print and online and made possible by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Find out more or join today at beaconeditorsclub.com. We've got a couple of politicians at the center of the COVID-19 outbreak on the show today in Whitefish Mayor John Mulfeld and Governor Steve Bullock. You'll hear from Mulfeld first, describing a letter the city of Whitefish sent out urging short-term rentals and lodging establishments to stop accepting future reservations. Then you'll hear clips from Governor Bullock's afternoon press conference during which he addressed, among other things, the very issue Whitefish is grappling with. And if you're enjoying this show, know it's a huge help to us if you subscribe on your favorite podcast app by searching for Flathead Beacon. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a number of other great podcast platforms. By subscribing to the show, you'll get the latest episodes delivered right to your phone, and you'll help new listeners find us. Okay, I'll be back at the end of the episode with the latest news, but now here's Whitefish Mayor John Mulfeld, who begins by describing the letter his office distributed earlier on Tuesday. Essentially, in an attempt to continue to be proactive to address COVID-19 and those that are traveling in from other areas, uh, largely urban areas with a high level of infection at this point, we took a proactive approach and drafted a letter to over 175 uh, lodging establishments in town, which includes our hotels, motels, as well as short-term rental, VRBO, property management companies, et cetera, um, asking them to essentially technically voluntarily uh, not accept new reservations through April 30th. And has there been uh, any response, and, and can you characterize what that response has been so far? We've received favorable response from many uh, short-term rental property management uh, agencies, bed and breakfast. I'm not yet sure if we've heard from any of our hotels and motels in town, but so far we have been pleasantly, we've been pleased with the, the turnout and the compliance with this voluntary uh, measure, although we still continue to see on social media lodging establishments, marketing whitefish as a place to come to shelter in place, quarantine, or otherwise escape areas of, of risk throughout the country, when that remains a grave concern of ours as managers. Is there any recourse that, that you can pursue, or, or what would need to happen if it's even possible for there to be consequences of, uh, of folks who continue to accept reservations? Well, this is a very, it's a very fluid time, as you're aware, and we're evolving daily in our response to both uh, federal uh, and state uh, mandates that are coming down uh, to us. We've been coordinating very closely with Flathead County, of course, uh, the CDC, the Flathead County Health Department. But uh, depending on how the trend moves the next couple of days, we are prepared as a city to consider 
is a city council a, an emergency ordinance uh, prohibiting motels, hotels, short-term rentals, and all other lodging facilities from accepting reservations for non-essential purposes through April 30th. So that's that's our backstop measure. If needed, uh, we will exercise that, at least uh, consider that or bring it forward um, as a discussion as a city council. And that would go into effect immediately. I'd like to emphasize, however, that such an ordinance would um, exempt essential workers, and by that we are referring to government, healthcare, law enforcement, domestic violence victims, personnel responding to the COVID-19 emergency, and again, essential workers as defined by federal and state guidance, including family members of those seeking um, medical treatment. What uh, guidance have you given to lodging providers and, and those with short-term rentals if they already have reservations lined up before April 30th, uh, or even if they currently have people from, from out of the area staying with them? Well, there's not much we can do about that. I mean, they're already here. They're already uh, living in town, and lawfully we can't uh, require uh, short-term or even motel and hotel lodging facilities uh, to cancel existing reservations. So unfortunately, we're, we're having to deal with that, that aftermath. So essentially, it would just be anything moving forward from the date an ordinance is actually passed, or hopefully once we uh, have this letter fully distributed, it went out this morning, uh, we'll continue to see a favorable response, and we can monitor it from there. Is there is there some reassurance or any uh, idea of of if and how places that are, are losing business can, can make themselves at least close to whole again somewhere down the road? Well, we have several public service announcements that, that we have issued as a city. Those are available for small businesses to view online at www.cityofwhitefish.org. Again, there's several public service announcements. The most recent does direct businesses as well as residents to available resources, both federal and state resources, to help cope with the economic impact uh, that COVID-19 is having, but from my perspective as, as mayor of this community, we want to put to people back to work just as quickly as can as we can and resume some normality as quickly as we can. We recognize we're in our slow season right now, and if we can all just sacrifice a little bit, uh, recognizing that the nationwide trend is these peaks are not going to be synchronized in terms of when cases escalate in certain urban centers, and the last thing I want to see is, you know, that impact causing havoc in Whitefish Well um, into the year. Uh, we want to be proactive right now so that hopefully we can get back to business as normal just as soon as we can and put people back to work. Mayor Mulfeld, I really appreciate the time. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. You bet. Thank you very much. At about the same time I was talking to Mayor Mulfeld, Governor Steve Bullock stepped to the podium in Helena to address a number of issues related to COVID-19, including the economic hardships many individuals are facing during the crisis. As Montanans take seriously the responsibility to stay home to slow the spread of COVID-19, they shouldn't also have to worry about whether they can keep a roof over their heads or if they'll have running water. They shouldn't have to worry about having the heat turned off if they can't pay the rent or make their monthly utility bill. Today I'm issuing a directive that prohibits landlords from evicting tenants from their homes who cannot pay the rent during the stay-at-home order. It also prohibits late fees or other penalties due to late or non-payment of rent during the stay-at-home order. 
This directive also stops residential foreclosures due to non-payment for the duration of the stay-at-home order. The governor went on to explain that the order does not exempt people from paying rent or making their mortgage payments. It merely means foreclosures, evictions, and utility disconnections have been temporarily suspended. Later, the governor turned his attention to the healthcare industry. Additionally, today I issued a directive that allows Montana hospitals and related facilities to receive financing to remain open and acquire supplies needed to respond to COVID-19. This directive will allow healthcare, medical, and related facilities to receive financing under the Montana Facility Finance Authority Act for operating expenses connected to COVID-19. Montana health facilities have lost revenues due to delayed non-critical procedures or from working to acquire supplies. Rural hospitals have been particularly impacted. While the federal stimulus package or the CARES Act will provide for support for operating expenses, that funding will likely take time. Allowing this financing will provide an immediate need uh, for healthcare facilities to purchase supplies, pay staff, and remain open. Bullock also discussed the issue we spoke with Mayor Mulfeld about earlier, out-of-state travelers arriving en masse potentially bringing the coronavirus with them. On Monday, the governor directed travelers from out of state to self-quarantine for 14 days upon arrival, and today he announced additional measures. I've also authorized the National Guard to conduct temperature checks in Montana's major airports and major rail stations. They'll also be screened for potential exposure history for travelers arriving in Montana from another state or country at our airports. This is a significant and serious thing to do, and it's the right thing to do for all travelers in protection of the greater good of Montanans. Finally, Bullock took a moment to address the audio clip that was obtained by CBS News and the New York Times late Monday, in which the governor can be heard on a conference call with other governors pleading with President Trump and administration officials for additional testing supplies and additional personal protective equipment, or PPEs. The president responded by touting the number of tests that have been completed in the United States and adding, quote, I haven't heard about testing being a problem. I do continue to have concerns that if the national supply chain were to fall through, even for one day, that we'd fall behind in our ability to test the current intake that we have. And as I've also said before, I continue to have concerns about the availability of the supplies to conduct the testing and those supplies like swabs and reagents. I don't want a day to go by without being able to perform tests. I'd also like to be able to make testing further available so that we can contact and trace, particularly in our harder hit communities like uh, Gallatin County, so that we can aggressively be working uh, in partnership with local public health to prevent this virus from spreading. So I'll certainly continue standing up for Montanans to ensure that we receive more hospitals, supplies, and testing supplies. And that means continue to work with our federal partners and private partners to access these resources. And it's something that we're doing pretty much on a daily basis. 
To read more about the governor's press conference and all the news of the day, don't forget to visit flatheadbeacon.com. Now here's the latest on COVID-19 in Montana as of 5.30 p.m. on Tuesday, March 31st. The state added 22 new confirmed cases of the coronavirus on Tuesday, bringing the total to 198 in Montana. The state also reported its fifth death from the disease. Details on that person were not available as of this recording. There have been 11 confirmed COVID-19 cases in Flathead County, five in Lincoln County, and three in Lake County. Gallatin County, 74 total cases are far and away the most in the state. And on Monday, Montana West Economic Development and the City of Columbia Falls announced an emergency stabilization loan program for qualified businesses being impacted by the coronavirus. Affected businesses in Flathead County can receive loans of up to $5,000 at 0% interest over a 12-month term, with payment deferred for the first six months. More information is available on MWED's website, dobusinessinmontana.com. Once again, please subscribe to the Flathead Beacon podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. And for the latest news, visit flatheadbeacon.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter. That's all for today. Thanks for listening.